Hello, Solving Water listeners. I'm excited to bring you the 2022 iteration of our annual WefTech series. We're covering all new topics this year, including the importance of pipeline condition management in water utilities, plans that the Water Environment Federation has for the coming year, the work being done to highlight women and the critical role they play in the industry, how the water sector is prioritizing young professional development, and many more. Join me in tuning into this series for all these interesting conversations featuring ideas, news, and activities that are shaping today's water industry. Hi, welcome to Solving Water. I'm Amanda Holloway, the host, and I am here at WefTech 2022 in New Orleans. It is day three, and I have Chris Thompson with me. He is the Vertical Marketing Manager for Water Networks at Xylem. Chris, so glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks to be here, Amanda. Typically, I just ask guests to just go over their background and what they do for Xylem. So oh, sure. So start by doing that. Yeah, so yeah, vertical marketing manager. So we have, we have now aligned our marketing teams in, in verticals according to the types of customers we serve. And so we have a vertical that's specific to water utilities. So we serve a lot of water utilities. We also have verticals that apply to industrial customers and, and so on. And then because our water utilities are also varied, we have a, a number of water utility customers who are plant customers, treatment plant customers. But we have a number of customers uh, who are outside of the plant or in the water networks. And so I'm, I'm looking after those solutions that are applicable to distribution and collection systems and, and Senses being one of those brands, Flight being one of those brands. Uh, so it's really exciting. You know, we have a, a great customer base, great track record with those customers, and we just want to align ourselves to be a little bit more intentional, a little bit closer to them. So my background, uh, in addition to marketing, I have an engineering background. So I was an environmental engineer for a while. And then once upon a time, way back out of college, I actually taught high school. It's been an interesting journey to get where I am. But some of those skills I learned teaching and sort of breaking things down have kind of helped me throughout my career in terms of understanding how to explain things, how to how to portray things more clearly. So uh, it's been an interesting ride. And so, Did you uh, teach so a specific subject? I actually taught English, as a matter of fact. So I actually taught Shakespeare. I taught English to 10th and 12th graders. And so... So That's it's awesome. pretty remarkable, you know, kind of change of direction, you know, sort of did a 180. I mean, this is a hard profession, WefTech, day three, you know, you lose your voice, you're exhausted. You do that every day as a teacher. It's the most exhausting and rewarding, but man, I don't know how, I don't know how folks do that for a whole career, and I, kudos to them for doing it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. Especially for angsty teenagers. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> teenagers are great. They're like many adults, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a drain. Drama. It's a drain for sure. Okay, so we're here to talk about census technologies a little bit. That's right. And I think part of what's happening in the water industry is this digital solutions is like the buzzword of the moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's, Mm -hmm. it's a very broad sort of catch-all term. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I want to talk about digital and what that means for census and how we are enabling more efficient optimization of water distribution systems. Absolutely. Yeah, census has a a great history, long history. Started way back in the 1870s, as a matter of fact. And we serve water, gas, and electric customers. So if you can imagine driving down your street, you have water meters uh, in your in your front yards if you're in the south. If you're in the north, they're probably in your basement. Uh, you also have gas and electric meters. So Census does all of that. So historically, we were a meter company. So, But as technology evolved and Census was really on the cutting edge of that technology, imagine driving down that street and in addition to that meter in the meter pit, you also now have a radio. And that radio can then communicate that data to a remote radio tower, a radio antenna, 
that then will convey that data back to the utility. And so Census, more than just a meter company, I always say I thought I was coming to a meter company when I first joined Census. I really came to a communications and data company because as much as we focus on the metrology, we call it, the, the accuracy of the meters, we're also very intentional and very or experts at communicating that data over our, our network we call FlexNet. And so that opens up a lot of doors. You know, you can imagine you're collecting data, hourly data, at every customer in a utility like, like the city of New Orleans, for example. And so with that goes analytics to understand what consumption patterns look like. We've tied that also on the wastewater side. I think could give you some examples of how that works. And then you can make that data available not only to the utility, other departments in the utility, but also to consumers. So, so you could say, I want to sign up for a portal on my phone that I, I could then do uh, a water budget and understand what, what my water usage is throughout the year or, or month. So, so it really opens up a lot of doors in terms of capturing that data, capturing it on a routine, consistent, accurate basis. And then once you start seeing that data, boy, the, the light bulbs start to go off in terms of all the applications. So, uh, so we've got some really exciting stories. We've got, you know, census now, those radio network systems like I described, We've got, I think it's up above a thousand customers here in the U.S. where we've got those. So they're getting really great value and, and just helping us grow as well. So, so I hope that helps. Uh, oh, no, that's yeah. no, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. great. Let's talk about the wastewater or the water utilities yep. specifically because we are at Weftech. That's right. And I saw some cool stuff in the booth. Yep. So Chris, tell us about. Yeah. So in addition, there. you know, I mentioned the meters connected to those radios and then the communication and data. In addition to the meters, we've also opened up a, a particular way that we can use a product we call the Smart Gateway to convey other data besides meter data. So yeah, we can we can do the meter data, but as customers stand up these systems and invest in long-term systems, a 20-year investment, they want to use that network for other things. And so that gateway allows us to hook other sensors. So what you saw in the booth were a couple sensors. One was a level sensor that could level, say, stormwater level or canal level, in this case, we're in New Orleans, and understand how, how that might be impacted by floods and, and other things. So, so we're using that same technology, that same communications technology, to bring back other information besides just meters. And so, so that's an example. We, we see customers, uh, we have a customer in Walla Walla, Washington, in eastern Washington state who's monitoring a mill creek that runs through the middle of town. They've got some flooding issues there. Uh, we're working on a project in Houston, a new FlexNet customer. They're monitoring underpasses. If you remember the hurricane, hit them Hurricane Harvey several years ago. They had a number of underpasses where they had uh, flooding conditions and people would accidentally turn into those. So they wanted to see if we could leverage that network to monitor those underpasses and help redirect those drivers around them. So. Really interesting ways that customers, again, it's a 20-year it's a investment. The census solution is built for a 20-year period, and so we want to get as much value for our customers out of that. And certainly stormwater and wastewater is growing in interest and in applications also. I don't know, that's, that's, all of that sounds great. And I, I totally agree with you that people should jump on board with sensor technologies. What other examples do you have to share? Those are two stormwater-related examples. One of our customers actually in Florida, a utility called Holly Navarre, I learned a few years back, they're actually, uh, you know, that data coming back from all those meters, it's coming back in individual data. So we understand, say, Amanda, your usage and how much water you're using, but we can also digitally kind of group all that consumption data into what we call virtual metering areas. And so when we do that, we can understand, like, say, for a whole sewer basin, how much water, how much potable water are they using? And that should give us an idea of how much wastewater we're going to get back you know, through the wastewater system. 
And this particular utility tracks that consumption and also then compares it to the, the amount of wastewater that they're pumping out of that particular area. And if that's really out of whack, then they know they have something other than, like they might have stormwater infiltrating uh, those, those sewer pipes and, and that's too much water. And they have to attack that sewer then and maybe seal it up or do some repairs to make sure that that extra water isn't getting into the system. So again, another example of where having that data and seeing it opens up some possibilities of how we could use it across silos to understand other applications, in, the, in that case is sewer. We also have on the distribution side, some customers are, are doing some really interesting things. So that, that gateway that you saw in the booth, it was monitoring level in that tank in a water tank, look like a fish tank, but we can also monitor water pressure, like pressurized in a, in a street. And so a number of customers are monitoring distribution water pressure, uh, potable water pressure. So we're getting the meter read, but we're also understanding, okay, it's 65 PSI in the middle of the street. And you might say, well, why do I care? Well, if that main breaks, it's gonna go from 65 to zero. And so we, we'll spot that on a, on a data curve. We can send up alarms. And so it, it's another way to leverage that same network and get some additional intelligence. Walla Walla, Washington is a prime example. I think I mentioned them before. Uh, Park City in Utah, home of some great Sundance Film Festival, I think is there, and great skiing. Uh, they've been a really forward-thinking customer of ours. They're actually monitoring some key assets throughout their utility because you know they get some wild swings and flows just in, in demand just because of all the tourism they have. So really interesting applications and really innovative customers helping us kind of push the envelope on monitoring pressure out in the distribution system. So, and then last one I'm thinking of, you know, we have on the digital side, we also have a team in Xylem that can predict when your pipes are going to break. And they do that based on understanding the past break history and some other things like soil types and, and pipe types and the age of the pipe. And they can actually predict when those pipes might break more than other pipes. So we have a utility, uh, City of Raleigh, North Carolina, actually. They employed us to do that service. So our asset performance optimization tool was applied by our team there. And they gave a map to the city of Raleigh and said, here's where your pipes are most likely to break, say, in the next three years. And then we're also doing some work with them on the, on the census side. And we're able to put some pressure sensors and some meters that measure pressure in those areas. And we can spot those. Well, actually, we had a pipe that broke. And the system told them before any customer called to complain that the pipe had broken. And so as a way to get more proactive about asset management, more intelligent, now the customer understands that you know that, you know, that something happened before they called you, so it increases customer confidence. Another example where digital, here a prediction tool has helped us cite some sensors that then gives us additional value in, in customer service on the back end. So those are some examples. It's really exciting to be here now because I learned some new applications this week of, of the utilities who want to use it slightly different way. So. Uh, always kind of looking around the corner to see what's next. Yeah, so, absolutely. And yeah. that's a great segue to my next question, yeah. which is sort of where do you see the technologies going? Because yeah. you mentioned like the radio, now they're by radio, right? There used to be a person that walked to your house and that's read right. your meter. Then they started doing a, like a scanning system from the car, and now it's just like all digital. So where what's next? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we're, we're seeing this evolution, and, and we're driving this evolution from that that original usage of the system, that meter to cash, you know, give me a billing read that I can then convert to a customer bill and, and then to revenue. So we're seeing an evolution not only in, in how customers are seeing the network, but also the software. And so our software historically was geared towards doing that, that meter to cash transaction. But more and more, like the pressure I mentioned, Walla Walla and other places, Park City and, and Raleigh, we've developed a new application that we're launching this year called Pressure Profile Application. It's part of our census analytics platform and it provides a really great intuitive mapping and, and trending of visual alarms. 
for that distribution pressure. So we're taking those next steps now and integrating the idea that says, okay, we have applications that historically have done one function, now we're creating these easy to use functions and easy to use applications for the other functions like pressure profile. And then I think more and more, I had several conversations this week in WefTech where customers, they love that application, but they have unique uses in their particular utility that they want to use the data and cross different silos in their own utility to say, okay, I have data here that my GIS team needs or my, my tax team needs or my finance team needs. And we're also launching a product we call Utility Data Lake, which gives them a greater access, greater context to that data. They can use like Power BI and, and business intelligence tools to harvest that data for their own purposes, visualize it, and transport it to any place in their own organization to, you know, I think the movement is democratization of data or, you know, and so I think that's an exciting piece of, you know, that UDL, Utility Data Lake or UDL coming out, got a lot of folks excited this week in terms of, oh, okay, I'm getting all this data from everywhere in the city, now we can get our hands and fingers into it, and now we can find other uses to it. So that, that's exciting to see the light bulbs go on in people's brains also. So, yeah, some really cool stuff on the software side. We do have some new meters coming out. Uh, we've got a new commercial industrial ultrasonic meter we're really excited about by uh, called Cordonel, which is super accurate, super flexible for, in terms of applications. So yeah, really exciting things coming out. A lot of work for us in our future on the marketing side, but we're excited. Well, this is great. I mean, I think often we talk about some of the challenges that utilities may have in sort of embracing technology, but this is a, a whole different side mm -hmm. of the story and really wanting to have the data and use the data to help drive decision making and really smart innovative thinking so absolutely yeah. um that's really cool i i think it's i think it's great yeah no it's absolutely you know just seeing the data sometimes it gets the wheels spinning and so if we can harvest the data show it you know in the visualization and then the ideas start to come and then you know it's, it's really exciting to see customers then say hey can you do this can you do it can we do this and so th that's when the the innovation really starts to kick in. So. Well, sure, and it's just interesting to me to see that they're taking data and using it in completely different ways because I know traditionally the utilities sort of see the clean water and the wastewater systems as separate systems mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. have to manage, right? Yep. And so the more we can help them understand the benefits of approaching that from a more integrated standpoint, the better all the operations can be. And Absolutely. so now you're adding these other areas as well it's really cool yeah no it is it's an opportunity it can be a barrier sometimes because they do often they're in different silos and what's interesting is a lot of these conversations we're, we're helping them in some cases cross those silos and so it's it's an interesting evolution you're absolutely right like historically we've been water and wastewater and maybe some stormwater and now it's becoming one water and you know you see more and more utilities changing names to that effect so it's it's a cool time awesome well i have one more question for you absolutely i think you might know it Okay. I think you've been on the been a guest several times before. All right. But it is what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? You know, I think one of the things I'm most impressed with in our industry, you know, we were out I mean, we're in New Orleans, so we were out last night and we were we were in a place, I was getting a po' boy and, and uh, we were getting a beer and I heard another person, I had no idea who he was, but he introduced himself as a water and wastewater engineer. And you often see people kind of glaze over. When you introduce yourself as the glaze over look that people have, like, oh, okay. You know, it doesn't sound like the most exciting thing. And so we're in this industry that, you know, often is not noticed. Like, people don't even understand sometimes where their water comes from. And, and when you say you're in the water industry, that you kind of get this glazed over look. Like, oh, gosh, what is that? Didn't even know there was a water industry. 
but I'm, I'm really always impressed with the dedication of people and you know like a lot of people in our industry are not not, not making like you know, uber amounts of money doing this but they're super dedicated you know the public health is front of mind you know customer service is front of mind you know they do it for 20 30 years they're super you know they're, they're just super dedicated and super meticulous in the industry so I think the one thing I've learned is just how much people care you know the, the, the folks in this water and wastewater they really do care about public health they care about environmental health they care about efficiency uh, they care about each other you know it's a very closed network you walk down these halls you see it's a it's a small world you see people from past jobs and past lives and so it's just a really cool close-knit community that really is dedicated to, to one job and that's make sure we're healthy and make sure the environment's healthy so that's so awesome that that happened we were doing a podcast at a different location yesterday with with charlie matthews of empowering brands mm -hmm. and the gentleman working at the lobby bar came over and he was like what are you what are you guys doing here and we're like i thought we were going to get in trouble for setting up <laughs> shop there and he said you know we're doing a podcast and he's like yeah, no, I can see that. That's cool. But like, what are you doing? And, and then he saw Solving Water and mm -hmm. he was like, that's really, really cool. I'm going to check that out. And I think New Orleans is a special city in mm -hmm. general, but for WefTech to be held here, I yeah. think the people here also are like so interested in water because it's yeah. so central to everything, how they can function here. So um, no, it was right. really cool. I was like... That is true. It surrounds them. You know, it's everywhere. And yeah. I think, aren't we below sea level here? I mean, we're actually up below water. You know? Yeah, so, right, and, right. And unfortunately, sometimes in, in reality they are. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. There is a, a particular sensibility here around water. Certainly, you know, all the all the drinks and, and, and beers and everything yeah. else on Bourbon Street <laughs> yeah. is a testament to that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just think, I mean, he was a young guy. Yeah. He was like, you know, usually they're not interested in corporate. Yeah or like industry podcasts, right? They're going to yeah. be the true crime lovers, but he, he was on top of it. So oh, that's awesome. Kudos no, that's to, to the hear. city. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. So I really appreciate cool. you coming out and yeah, being on the show. It was fun. Love to have you back again. As yeah. always. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. Thank you. All right. Thanks. A big thank you to all our Solving Water listeners for joining me for today's episode. One of nine in our WefTech 2022 series. And a shout out to all our guests who made the time in New Orleans to have such interesting and meaningful discussions. Links to more info for each show will be included in individual episode show notes. And let me know what you think of our content here at Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, by contacting me, Amanda Holloway, directly at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone.